You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It's one of Mayor Duggan's favorite campaign lines, especially when people accuse him of not paying enough attention to Detroit neighborhoods. Quote, the streetlights are back on. And that's true. In the last four years, we have seen the full replacement of streetlights here in the city of Detroit and every neighborhood benefited from that. The city has spent years rebuilding its lighting infrastructure. At one point, tens of thousands of Detroit's streetlights were out. That was also true for me here in the city of Detroit. I remember writing in 2011 and 12 about how I walked in the dark from the garage to the building where I lived. Um, Now the city's new LED lights are a bragging point. This year, Detroit has a new director of its public lighting authority. Bo Taylor previously served as Detroit's public lighting department head from 2013 to 2016, and he helped create the new authority that oversees lighting in the city, and he has been with the department since 2011. He also worked as an assistant to the city's chief operating officer. Bo Taylor, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Yeah. So I, I, I'd say that uh, that it's a bragging point that we have the lights back on, but that doesn't mean it's not without controversy. This is Detroit, of course, and we can argue about just about anything. So one of the things I hear from folks in neighborhoods uh, is, yeah, the streetlights are back and they work, but it's a lot darker than it was before. And part of the reason, I think, is that we didn't replace every single street light. Uh, we replaced uh, lights where, uh, you know, where neighborhoods were, were denser than others. But also, these new LED lights don't shine quite the same way as those old lights did. Well, they don't shine the exact same way that the old <laughs> lights did. And, you know, we don't like change in Detroit, yeah, Bo. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, and a lot of people say, some people say at least that they're too bright. So for every, you know, X, there's a Y. Um, but we do understand that, you know, we need to be cognizant of what the, what the people in the neighborhood feel and to the extent that we can go out on an individual basis and take another look at, uh, at the situation. We'll, we'll go out and do that. Um, I do think, you know, if you look at street lighting, um, in general, there's two real aspects to it. One is the major thoroughfares and the vehicular uh, pedestrian risk that's associated with having dark lights with mm-hmm. people driving in, in high volumes. That requires a different footprint than the neighborhood lights. The neighborhood lights exist so people can feel safe in their homes and to address the needs of a, a lower traffic volume. So um, it wasn't replaced one for one, but it was standardized throughout the city. And when you have an infrastructure challenge of that size, you need to do it in a standardized way or else you're going to take 20 years to complete it. So I think what happened was, you know, they had a very short period of time to get the lights on because there was a mass public safety concern and they did it in a standardized way. And uh, that isn't a one for one because of the way the infrastructure is is laid out. Yeah. But I do think it's it's, it's incumbent upon me and, and our agency to, uh, to be responsive to the needs of the public. And, and you know, even if we can't go every street and, and make a change, what we can do is be there and be empathetic and hear people's concerns and explain how and why the uh, the streetlights are in the places that they are. Sure. Uh, and as I said in the in the rundown, this is one of the things that Mayor Duggan likes to talk a lot about is the streetlights being back on. But we should also point out that he was not the mayor who started this effort. We've been at this for a long time, and it was really Dave Bing, uh, the, the mayor before, who – got all this sort of 
moving and headed in the right direction. But you were you were around for that as well. Yeah, you know, you, you got to look at it, you know, holistically, right? I mean, Mayor Bing uh, um, started the process and and you know employed people that did the initial planning for it. Right. Um, got the legislation passed, but the real, you know rubber meets pavement, hard work, uh, started when Mayor Duggan took over. And um, he uh, bird-dogged this project uh, from start to finish and was always there. I mean, I I was involved as well at the department level because there's a transition. So um, I think it's a fair... fair assessment to say that the mayor was significantly involved in this and, and played, a, played a big role in getting it done. Yeah. So uh, now you're back as a PLA director. Talk about where we are and what we sort of have to look forward to in terms of this issue going forward. What One of my memories of the discussion over streetlights was that there are two different issues. One was what's above ground, the poles and the lights themselves. The other was the infrastructure beneath the ground. And and my memory is that our first effort was really just about that above ground uh, system, making sure that the poles and the lights worked, but that we hadn't really gotten to the place yet in terms of either planning or money to be able to really redo that system underneath the ground. Uh, Catch us up on where we are in that process. Well, the system has an underground and an overhead component, and the whole system was was overhauled. So um, the underground lights are generally uh, in the downtown area, as well as major thoroughfares, uh, where there was existing infrastructure to keep the lights, to keep the wires buried. Mm -hmm. In a lot of areas, that that infrastructure was um, a major cause of the outage. So uh, it wasn't practical to go back in and dig up every sidewalk. So the decision was made to put the lights overhead. But in no way did did the authority go in and um, kind of um, patch it together, so to speak. They put yeah. in a robust system. Um, there is a, a good amount of underground infrastructure left in the city. Um, that comes with its own risks, um, theft, uh, damage, and um Maintenance on an underground system is significantly higher because uh-huh. you can't see what you're working on. You sure. have to test it, you know, pull it out from underground. But uh, um, we think we've got to a point where we're, we're in a good place with the underground infrastructure. Um, you know, we've just taken on a new uh, maintenance contractor that uh, has some skills in underground as well as overhead. Um, one of the things that I, I did want to mention is a um, kind of a feel-good story about the con- maintenance contractor that that we brought on board. Um, Stateline is a, a local Detroit-based uh, minority-owned business, um, and a good amount of its employees used to be linemen for the public lighting department. Mm-hmm. And the owner was a former employee of the public lighting department. So not only are we, you know, spurring economic growth and, and giving a chance to a, a really small start—not startup, but a, a firm that may not otherwise have have that opportunity. Um, but we're also giving you know, opportunities some, to some people that were displaced um, during the transition uh, from the public lighting department to the public lighting authority. So we think we're in a good place. I think you know transitioning from a capital project to a maintenance project um, has certain challenges. But the thing that we really have going for us is we have a new system out there that you know is probably not going to have a, a, any catastrophe happen. Um, you know, I do worry about you know, weather-related events and, and what have you, but sure. uh, contingency planning definitely will come into play. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is <clears throat> Bo Taylor, the new executive director 
of the Public Lighting Authority here in the city of Detroit. We're talking about lights. We're talking about the fact that the lights are back on in the city of Detroit, something that was not true just four years ago. We were still in the process of trying to replace all of the street lights here in the city and deal with the massive outages that uh, that affected all kinds of neighborhoods in the city. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, <clears throat> talk about the new lights, talk about what looks like in your neighborhood. Are you satisfied with what we've done? Do you think it needs to be brighter? Do you think we need more lights? Uh, or are you pretty happy with this? Do you count this as a big win for Detroit? 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we will work your comments into the conversation. Um, uh, Bo, I, I want to go back to how just how bad the situation was <laughs> at, the, at the low point. Um, we had 88,000 streetlights, I think it was. And my memory is that we had something like 40,000 of them that were out at some point. Is that, is that right? I would say that is a that's a fair estimate. I would say 40% of the lights were out, but compounding that, it wasn't just one light here, one light here. It was whole swaths of lights that were out on contiguous uh, um, streets. We had whole circuits that were down. So it was it was creating a situation where you had, you know, high volumes of traffic driving through completely dark areas. So, you know, as much as as bad as 40% sounds, it, it was actually worse than that because it was concentrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go to Jason. Jason in Detroit. Welcome to Hello. Detroit today. Hey. Um, I just wanted to comment. I wanted to, you know, thank the mayor and everybody involved for all the hard work they did on the street lights. They did, you know, they got our street working. But um, when they removed some of the lights, they didn't really rearrange the spacing of the remaining lights so mm -hmm. that we ended up with just a huge empty space in the middle of our block. And, and a lot of brightness at the ends. And I just feel that they could have done a better job of, if they were going to remove lights, at least rearranging the spacing to some new standard that would more adequately cover. Yeah, I, I have seen the same thing, Jason, where you have a street or, or a block, and it's bright on the ends and sort of lower in in the middle. Uh, is that is that by design, Bo Taylor, or is that, a, is that something that's not working right? Well, I wouldn't say it's by design, um, but if you look at each block in Detroit, each block is unique. So when you have a standardized a footprint where there's, you know, for example, one in the middle, the middle may not be the part of that block that really needs the needs the light. So, you know, what I'd like to do is, um, do you have a producer that maybe could take Jason's name and number and sure. we'll send someone out individually? I mean, I can't promise you anything, Jason. I can't say we're going to come and and do, do this on your block because we set a precedent for every block. But I do want to take a look and see what your, what your situation is. And, and, you know, all I can do, all I can say is, you know, we need to look at some things from a long-term planning perspective yeah. and whatever resources come our way, we're obviously going to, going to use them judiciously to, yeah. uh, um, to improve it. But, and that's um, one of the things that's, uh, that's available to people now that I feel like wasn't really as accessible before, which is, if you, you have a problem with the streetlights, you call the lighting authority, and they're actually pretty responsive about trying to get out and, mm -hmm. and at least take a look. 
Yep. We, uh, we're committed to having a five-day turnaround when a, a light is light is uh, uh, gone out and, re- and reported to us. I, I do have to throw a couple different caveats in there. If, if it's an issue that's beyond our control, i.e. a power outage from DTE, then it may take a little longer. If the light is located outside of our jurisdiction uh, on an MDOT bridge or something like that, then obviously um, that's something we're not going to be able to handle. But we are looking at a five-day turnaround when a reported outage yeah. occurs. And there, there's also the improved Detroit mobile app, which helps you report things like lights that are out or trash that's not being picked up, all that sort of thing. Yeah, we, we are integrated into the uh, um, improved Detroit uh, C-Click Fix app. So... Um, it's as easy as, you know, opening the app on your cell phone and, and taking a picture and, and, and typing it in. And we're working closely with the city, uh, Beth Niblock's team, to uh, um, to incorporate lighting into the, the broader uh, response for, uh, for city services. Yeah. Bob in northwest Detroit. Bob, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to uh, say that, uh, you know, there has been a good-hearted effort to uh, bring the lighting up to a, a, a higher standard throughout the city, and I applaud the effort. What really needs to happen is the trees need to be trimmed down so that the light can get down to the surface of the street. The canopy of, of trees, overgrown trees, is what's making everything seem as though it's not bright. That it's darker, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bob, that's a great, that's a great point. Thanks for calling and and making a boat tailor is that something i mean that's a whole other city service it's not the lighting department per se uh that that has to deal with that where are we with tree trimming i mean i can think of all kinds of blocks where i'd see the trees basically almost with with branches and leaves down to the street level because they haven't been cut back well tree trimming like you said is a um it's a broad issue it's not just something that 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 Hampers the lighting. If you look at where power goes out when a storm hits, DTE it's, pla- is, uh, it's places where trees aren't trimmed. Yeah. So it's impeding lighting. It's impeding uh, uh, power outages. Um, you know, I think the m- closer we work with the city, uh, integrating our our service platform into uh, a broader strategy with with other city departments, we'll be able to address this. I do think that there are, are certain areas where we, as the authority, need to have a, a limited amount of tree trimming at our disposal internally, and then also um, communicating with the general services department who provides uh, tree trimming. But you know, Detroit being 139 square miles. Um, Tree trimming every block. I mean, I, I I have some experience in the utility <laughs> services industry, and I can tell you that 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 yeah. that is a very costly endeavor. Yeah, uh, cast us forward uh, five, ten years. Are we in in shape to maintain what we have in terms of the lighting? Are there other investments we need to make to make things better so that we don't end up uh, back in in the situation where we have massive outages that 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 go on for a long time? Well, I think over the next five to 10 years, we need to look towards a midlife overhaul. If you look at the average uh, um, lifespan of an LED light, it's between uh, 10 and 15 years. So that tells me that at the same time, um, most of the lights are going to need to be replaced. It's not like we're on, we're, we've cycled it so you can you know divide the, uh, um, the lifespan of the light by a certain number and you just continuously do that. So at some point, we're going to have to... Uh, um, have a midlife overhaul and 
fi- planning financially is really important, making sure that we have enough capital reserve to, to, to undertake that when the time comes. Um, but for the near future, the next four, five, six, seven, eight years, I think we're, 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 we're positioned really well to keep the lights on. And hopefully we'll have uh, um, some funding to go out in, in, in isolated areas, make some improvements, and, and circle back to some, some areas where we can address citizens' concerns like Jason and, mm-hmm. and Bob and, and, and be a responsive agency to the public. Okay. Bo Taylor, new executive director of the Public Lighting Authority of Detroit. Thanks for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. It's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. And our associate producers are Gus Navarro. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, the community service of Wayne State University. I'll see you tomorrow.